a podcast by Neutral Voices Media Group. In the know. Well known for one particular speech, but gave over 2,500 speeches in his lifetime. Author of five books that were published. 1963 Time Magazine Man of the Year. Skipped grades 9 through 12, attended Morehouse College at 15, thrown in jail nearly 30 times. Like anyone, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I am not concerned about that right now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. I've looked it over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know that we as a people will get to the promised land. Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So we are, we are here tonight to talk a little bit about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And to also, uh, we have a guest with us yes. who is passionate about um, the words that I just spoke. Yes, I am. How are you, Mr. Edwards? We have I'm, Benny Edwards with us. What's up, man? How you doing? How hey, you doing? I'm fine. Good. Good to have you. And happy to be here. It's good to see you again. Okay. Will you uh, tell us a little bit and tell those that are watching a little bit about yourself? Well, I was uh, born in Alabama and moved to Fort Wayne when I was 12. And, uh, well, and I grew up in Fort Wayne and became a man in the U.S. Navy. And uh, some of the things that uh, during the Vietnam era, I was in Vietnam for 21 months uh, in that area, in California for two years. And sometimes I thought that uh, uh, South Central Watson uh, was more dangerous than Vietnam. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. I was there during That's the 1967 a- uh, riots, but uh, I traveled. Um, Quite a bit uh, during my Navy career, Philippines, Japan, Hong Kong, that sort of thing. Got to see the world. Amazing. Great. Well, well, we're going to talk a little bit about tonight, uh, or what we're going to talk about tonight is your association with the MLK Club. Okay. Um, I know that uh, many of us know, or many of us don't know, that you have recently or are passing the torch. That's correct. Can you tell us a little bit about that, first and foremost? Well, I've been the um, president of the Martin Luther King for the last 16 years, and we've grown in, in leaps and bounds. And uh, as of January 1st, we uh, changed our uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, Mr. George Smith is our president, and I'm a board member, and we are peacefully passing the torch so that he would be a successful president. I like how you said that. I was just going to say, <laughs> peacefully, uh, So, especially when we talk about MLK, right? But I just want to back up real quick because you said some things, and a lot of people that know you or people think they know you, mm-hmm. you said the Navy. So how long were you in the Navy? Because you don't hear that a lot, well, especially I... from black men. So talk to me about the length of time, and why the Navy? Well, I spent uh, four years in the Navy aboard an aircraft carrier. 
that was my home, the USS Hornet, CBS 12. And one of the reasons I joined the Navy, because um, before graduating high school, I wasn't aware that I was uh, could go to college. I didn't know. Nobody told me. So I thought that was the next best thing. Right. And I wanted to serve my country. So that's why I spent four years in the Navy and got out and worked at uh, Be of Good Rich. And I spent the next uh, 26 years in the U.S. Army. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, I don't know why I thought you were in the Army. So, okay. So There's so much more to you than we would think. Your See? wife was in the service also, right? Yes, that's actually where I met my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, we grew up uh, about four blocks apart, and I never knew her until I met in the Army. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and um, she uh, did well. She wound up being a command sergeant mm -hmm. major, and that's... Uh, very position mm. for uh, a female because yes. in those days it just didn't happen. Yeah, and uh, she's one of the reasons that I achieved the command sergeant major status. We were uh, uh, had the Army Leadership School where we uh, taught leaders to be leaders, and I had the northern part of the state in Kingsbury, Indiana, and she had a station in Indianapolis, and together we had the whole state. Teaching Army leadership. I oh, guess wow. you did. That's that, amazing. Don't lock the state down. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. You knew I had to throw her in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, speaking Absolutely. of her, I'm just wondering now, who was the boss? Was she the boss? Or was you? <laughs> she kind of sounds like she was the boss. Well, she made uh, the command sergeant made before I did. Oh, okay. She so she drug me along. <laughs> Might have been the boss a little bit. Benny, what... Tell us a little bit about how the club got started, and not just that, but what is the, the focus or, or the mission, the purpose of the club? Okay, well, it got started with uh, Mr. Glenn Gleason, <clears throat> and he and I grew up together, uh, went to high school, and I went to Navy, and after uh, I got out in 1986, I believe, and the uh, King holiday was coming about, which they were changing that, and he thought it was a good idea to... Uh, uh, formed the club, the Martin Luther King mm -hmm. Junior Club here in Fort Wayne. And um, he was um, part of it for 21 years. In 2007, he uh, passed away. And in, uh, that same year, I became the president. Okay. And I've been the president up until this present time. That's good. That's good. Now, so, um, the MLK Club, it does a lot because you guys hold an annual scholarship or fundraiser or something, or break. I knew you have a breakfast on the MLK Day, but then you do something for scholarships as well. Yes, uh, absolutely. Well, we got about four major programs that we actually do, and uh, one of the ones I was most proud of was the Santa on tour, and that's Veronica's part of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, she's I a like board that. member of the MLK <laughs> yes. Club, I and does that. serve us well. Yeah, uh, we you. have the uh, Santa on tour. Then we have our unit today, which mostly has been done for 16 years at the Grand Wayne Convention Center. And at one time, it was the largest King Day celebration in the state. And then we do our civil rights tour. And I have a flyer here uh, of that. Uh, this trip, we went to Washington, D.C. with 102 two buses and 102 people. We visited the U.S. Capitol, the African American Museum, and it was a amazing trip oh. and we do other trips we've been to uh, Birmingham Montgomery Selma um, Philadelphia 
And uh, we took some time to do a one-day trip to the um, Muhammad Ali Museum. And, um, and uh, yes. The underground, what was it, in Cincinnati? Cincinnati, mm -hmm. the Underground Railroad Museum in Cincinnati. Yeah, and wow. uh, one of the things I can remember from going to Birmingham in the trip to the American South was, was having service in the 16th Street Baptist Church. Oh, mm. yeah, That's That was good. one of the things I remember. And, and one of the, I guess, most exciting trips that we went to was mm -hmm. the Montgomery. They have a new museum. It's not new anymore. I think it was uh, started in 2020. It was um, a collaboration between Oprah Winfrey and um, Brian Stevenson. And it's an amazing history of lynching in America. Have you written a book? No, not yet. Why not? <laughs> he said not yet. You are a book. Yeah, hold on. Really? He said not yet. I hope you're working on one. Well, I really do. Maybe that's what you can do since you passed the torch. Now you can pick up the pen and put yeah. that down on paper. People would want to read about that. Well, you just gave me an idea. There you go. <laughs> that's great. Uh, but now I have a question. What is the focus point of the Martin Luther King Club? What is it? What is the whole purpose of it? Well, it's to honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King and keep his memory alive here in Fort Wayne. So that's our major focus. And we do some other things, including the um, uh, changing of Calhoun Street to Martin Luther King Boulevard. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, six cities in Indiana that has a Martin Luther King Boulevard. Fort Wayne does not. Being the second largest city and the all-American city, we would ask ourselves, why is that? So our focus is to change Calhoun Street, which is one of the most important streets in Fort Wayne, to Martin Luther King Boulevard. And we've been working on that issue about two years. Can I ask, um, in regards to that, what is the number one issue with that over something that, that in my opinion, I don't understand why there is one? Well, one of the things that uh, roadblocks that we run into we met with the mayor and mm -hmm. kind of got his guidance and leadership on what we need to do. And his uh, requirements that we get 6% of the resident, the property owners on Calhoun Street. Okay. So we walk the streets, but uh, what the obstacle comes is uh, absentee landlords right. that own the property, and also the corporations that own the property through downtown. We've sent them letters and tried to contact them. We get no, uh, very little response from that, but the people that live on the street, the everyday people, uh, Calhoun Street, from when I grew up, uh, it's become very diverse. Mm -hmm. okay. There's uh, Burmese, Hispanics, yeah. blacks, whites live on Calhoun Street. And the, one of the things that uh, what I learned, they were very encouraging. Right. Most of them were glad to see us come. I bet. And they thought it would be a good idea to change the street's name as well. So it's that issue with getting that 6%. Six, that 6%. The 60%. 60 or 60%. What happens after that? Let's say you do get the 60%. Well, we present our uh, so, steer figures to the mayor mm -hmm. in the mayor's office, and the, uh, he uh, uh, presents that to his team, and uh, and uh, they it happens after it's presented to the team after the team approves it. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Yes, okay. as it progresses, because it's been what two years? You said about two years. Okay. So my question is: uh, so let's go back to the original, I'll say, vision and plan for the club. Mm -hmm. So, with Gleason mm -hmm. involved, would you say that the original vision is still being lived out? 
Yes, absolutely. We've expanded on it about uh, four different programs from where he started at. But, uh, he uh, basically started the uh, Unity Day celebration, and we started at Lynx Wonderland on Creighton Street. Then we moved to uh, uh, South Town Mall, which we did uh, there for about two years, and then IPFW and the uh, Arts United, and then we found the Grand Wayne, which was there about uh, about uh, 16 years. Mm -hmm. And now we've moved to uh, this Sweetwater Sound for a mm -hmm. year. Then we moved to the uh, Parkview Mirror Center, and we've been there about uh, three years. Yes. And I think we found a home there. It's parking, it's nice. technology, <laughs> and a nicer building, yeah. Yeah. I can say, and free parking. That's right. Benny, we talk a lot about um, support from the community in, in whatever we're doing. Let's talk about the growth of the club since it started. And do you feel like let's talk a little bit about the support from the community. I mean, I think right now what you just said about the street is very interesting. So, I mean, you're struggling to get those people for, for several different reasons. But let's talk a little bit about the support that comes to the club from the actual community. Well, as, uh, we've been working on it about two years, <clears throat> and we have been getting good support from uh, uh, the community. But as uh, I said, the main obstacles was the uh, absentee landlords, the corporations, and, and that sort of thing. And uh, But uh, I learned a lot. We learned a lot from walking the streets and talking to the neighbors and, and the, the community people. And that's our main obstacle is those two entities I just mentioned. Right. How does somebody join if they, you know, if they're watching or, you know, if somebody here wants to join, what, what do they do? Where can they find information? What's the process? Well, our website. Okay. And also you can contact me or any Martin Luther Club uh, member, including Veronica, and we'll get you an application. Become a member. Our membership is $30. Okay. And we have some uh, uh uh, active members and some non-active members. Right now, we have about uh, actually 200 members. Really? So. Yes. Mm. And when you started, and when you first started, how many? I mean, did was it just like a few of you guys in a, in a room, or how did that work at the beginning? It was a few guys. It started yeah. with about uh, four guys. I think uh, Glenn Gleason, Richard Brooks, and uh, Glenn Hines, and Ed Smith. That's about the four people to start. And now there's out. hundreds. Yes. So somebody's supporting. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. That's that's awesome. You know, that that is amazing because you named off four or five, you know, black men that were pillars in the community for a long time. So it's good that those um, gentlemen were part of this because, you know, Ed Smith, he had the frost and he was an attorney for a long time. Yes. And Glenn Gleason, he, was, he did a lot of stuff. Um, but with that, I, I know you say you're passing the torch, but how do you – and you have membership, but what is the enticement of now the younger generation of trying to bring younger people in? Um, I know you say you do trips or anything, but how can we encourage younger people to join and support the MLK yeah. Club? Well, that, that is one of our focuses, to bring in younger people. That uh, uh, We found that um, some of the younger people uh, don't know who Dr. King was. That's sad, right. but that's it's true. It's, that's it's, sad, mm -hmm. but it's true. And we want to kind of correct that and, and bring that forward. Can I, I want to speak to that real quick. So, first of all, I believe that the adults in the young people's lives have to believe in the vision True. and join mm -hmm. the MLK mm -hmm. Club. So, the question is, 
even though the number may seem and sound big because it shows growth, the truth is, where are we? Yes. Because True. there yeah. should be a yep. whole lot more on the membership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of what the population is, absolutely. Absolutely. And so we are without excuse. True. And so I, I'll put that challenge out there for small businesses, one. Yes. Small businesses on the south side, and then now the challenges for the beauty industry, barbershops, beauty salons, nail shops, etc. We are without excuse. We all should be members of the club as a business and as an individual. So we got to do better. Absolutely. Call to action. Call to action. And so then sometimes if we model certain things for the young people, because how can you be talking about young people being members and we're not? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? In your own home. Right. Mm -hmm. And when do they hear you talk about renewing your membership or going to the Unity Day celebration or whatever it is? Right. So we are without excuse. Right. So I I, I have a question for for the club. As far as, you know, you have your unity program and what are your trips. What do you guys actually do in the community to make yourself really known for the youth to actually attend to it? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, one of the, the major things and, and my favorite thing is called the Santa on Tour, which is a Christmas, uh, free Christmas party for all the children in the community from 2 to 12. And we started at the YMCA on, on Reed Street, and we moved to the new YMCA on uh, Bowser. Yes. But anyway, uh, we attract, uh, started attracting about 200 kids, and uh, we supply every child with a toy, uh, visit with Santa Claus. And we had the trolley. We would give them a ride through downtown to see the decorations and that sort of thing. But... Uh, uh, when COVID hit, we started to uh, move uh, in a different direction. We started using the um, Urban League, and it was a drive-through, and we had about 400 uh, children come through. Then mm-hmm. we uh, take the toys out of them, wrap them up, take them toys out, and put them in the cars as they drive through. And this past Christmas, we had a breakfast for any of the participants which we had uh, several uh, sororities and fraternities that come in and help us wrap the toys and help pass them out. And it's grown. It's a success. And, and so I just want to speak to that. And so, so, so many times we say that, and that, that I would say, first of all, e, that is an awesome question, not just for the MLK Club, but for a lot of organizations in our community. The thing is, if you don't support what's out there and what they're doing, then you can't continue to, Mm -hmm. let's just say, reserve buses, and then you don't get people to sign up to go on the trip. You don't have adults saying, hey, I want to pay for you. Because at one point, the buses were there, the trip was planned, but you didn't have the support from the community. And so that means young people, old people, etc. So when you put these things out there for people to participate, I'm going to say all ages, again, it goes back to what what I said from the beginning. If we don't encourage, we got so many other things going on in the world with technology and cell phones, for instance. 
earbuds. What what are, what are they doing in the house playing games, etc.? And you know, I don't want to go into the negative because they're not all doing negative things, but they're into extracurricular activities at school, etc. You have to have something really uh, amazing and almost just off the the charts to right. get people right. interested to come there. And I'll yeah. say that not to talk about. Uh, unity performing arts, but sometimes the same issue is there. Where are they? Where are our people? The young people, the the young black people, where are they? Where are the parents that's pushing these young people to do these positive things? So if more of us would get involved, then we can be more creative with ideas and be able to reach out to different organizations to I'll say to collaborate on some some activities for our young people. Right, right. And it's too many times I find that people want to be an island to themselves when they do have organizations instead of all coming together and mm-hmm. say, let's plan yeah. these different things for our young people right. through the community throughout the year. So since I've been a part of the MLK Club, I have been like excited even about the trips and wanting to participate and go on the trips because not only are they activities but they're educational yes right so that's one of the things i want to pull you know point out as far as the mlk club whatever the activities are they will aim to be educational also right for and and to go with that and um also with ease and i'm gonna be honest um i heard of the mlk club i i've been to a few of their events but no i never um got in depth into what they were doing or tried to understand you know it was just a support of an event but that's what that is something you did make a point that we should if we should know more about it and we should be more involved but uh, mr edwards i want to ask you a question because you mentioned something and it is a prevalent thing and it's going to get worse through some legislation in some states, and I don't know if mm-hmm. Indiana is on its board, but you said a lot of young people don't know who Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was. And if powers that be have their way, mm-hmm. it's going to be taken out of the curriculum. Yeah. So how do we keep that educational key point in in front of our younger people or continue to push it? If they take it out of the schools, yes. where, where, where are we going to teach it and how do we keep that in the forefront? Well, one thing, we have to keep the interest up in, in, in our children and, and the community and, and spread the word. But uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, some, uh, most of the kids know who Dr. King was, but some of them don't care or don't want to participate. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the parents who start at home, the importance of that. It's a lot of history there that we should all know. Mm-hmm. And as you said, there are uh, uh, an active push into uh, diversity, equity, inclusion to get rid of the, that mm-hmm. and uh, black history, yes. that sort of things, and take the curriculum out of, out of the schools. Mm-hmm. How do we learn that? I mean, how do we fix that? I, right. I don't know. Yeah. But then also continue to do like the Unity Day yes. where you're educating. I know at one point there was a play. Yes. and a reenactment, mm-hmm. different things like that. But we all have a responsibility to continue to make sure certain things are in our daily teaching at home. Some things just has to start at home, and it has to be continual. So mm-hmm. um, yes. we're, we're not placing it even on the schools because True. they're going to do you. what they want to do at the end of the day. And are we going to let our history die because somebody else say it won't be taught in this particular location. No, you're going to educate and teach your children at home. Right, regardless of what's being taught over here. 
And, yes, and yes. I think that's the problem. It's like home used to be the cornerstone of learning. Like that is where we learned most of our life skills. We learned how to be a person. And now the households, whether they are one person or no parents because everybody's at work or X, Y, Z, the point of that is, sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I wanted to say something before you, before you, um, before you exit, I'm not sure I'm not as far exit. as our time, but so real quick with that, one of the other things that we have to do <laughs> is be unapologetic mm, about putting yes. stuff in people's face, right. even our own yes. people. And so one of the things I am so proud of is I saw you standing, taking a picture in front of the bus. Yes. And if you don't know the bus I'm talking about, it is the bus because mm-hmm. it's the Rosa, Rosa Parks. Parks. Yes. Yes, bus. If you have not seen it. So kudos to CityLink for doing that. that was I awesome. think that was an amazing uh, gesture. And then let's give it up to Theophilus, right? Mm-hmm. Smith, yeah. a.k.a. Theo, a.k.a. Fresh Laundry. Yes. Uh, we are so extremely proud of your artwork because it is so yes. beautiful. Yeah. Yes. And so you were standing in front of that bus. Yes, and, we and were. And that made you feel good. Yeah, it did. Didn't it? Yes. And so I, I'm hoping to do the same thing. So it's supposed to be going around the city for two years. Mm. That's yeah. the that's the contract right now. That's so good. yes. Yeah, so awesome. if you haven't seen it, then hopefully you, you see it, take a picture, etc. But those are the things we need to do. Get in in their face with all of those things that we need people true, to remember. True, true. Yeah, I was there for the, uh, that was one of the greatest turnouts. I think they've been doing that for about, uh, what, four years or three years. And it is, uh, was a good turnout. And the mayor and the city officials, the city mm-hmm. council, they all supported that. Yes. And that, that's a positive uh, step in the right direction for our city, yes. the all-American city. Right. I'll, I'll go back to what I was trying to say a little bit ago. Um, Joe Ayer's event, we caught you out there um, over the summer. And you had said, I think you had a booth out there um, yes. with, with your wife, and you guys came over and you spoke with us. Yes. And you talked about the importance of supporting. You know, I think you said that you had been there every single um, every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about when you said that, you know, we're here to support. We're always here. We never miss it. Yes. There was a lot of people there. So if everybody had that mindset, wouldn't it be absolutely wonderful? You know, we could all support each other. Mm-hmm. But what have you learned from because you've seen a lot? Yeah. Well, Joe has been doing that event for about uh, 10 years mm-hmm. and he's done a tremendous job. Yes. Some of the attendants have falling off a little bit yeah and i think we all need to support that event it's very important that what he does there that uh, unity unity in our community mm-hmm. it was an awesome event yes it was it absolutely was and we were honored and we were honored to be honored and they recognized what we were doing is uh important that we support each other that's one of my missions to support and you set up a booth and what was in the booth well it was a uh, um what we were doing, the history of the Martin Luther King Club, mm-hmm. and how we get started, and some of the events that we uh, uh, do. And the main thing I wanted to report uh, uh, support and uh, also get people interested in going on civil rights tours. Yeah, I'm from the South, and I never knew some of the things that I learned on those civil rights tours. Interesting. Whereas uh, Selma, the Booker T. Washington Housing, we got out and walked across the Selma Bridge. We took pictures. It was an amazing. I was going to ask if you had pic- if you had pictures. Yes, 
to go in your book. Um, before I forget, uh, you did mention the website, but I want to say what that website is. It is mlkclubincfw.com. So it's mlkclubincfw.com. You can go there to get more information um, about the club and what it stands for. Uh, let me go over that again. Yeah. Uh, I guess it got written down because I didn't quite remember mm-hmm. all of it. I don't use it that much, but this www.mlkclubfw.com. Yeah. I had a question. Um, I was just watching some of the um, slides that were behind you, and um, Dr. V spoke on it. But there's two memorials in Fort Wayne um, for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. One is the bridge that has been there for several years. But yes. what is the most recent structure that they have um, put up? I think they had um, Dexter or – um, No, the statue or whatever. It's a speech down there. The okay, the yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was the one that's uh, down by the uh, – Oh, Scottish Rite. It's uh, on Main Street. It's the Pillars of Hope. And uh, had a good turnout for that. And had uh, Martin Luther King III here to help dedicate that. And we were also part of that as well. And we have quite a few pictures of that. And you say about the old Scottish Rite, and I know people do know. And now I think St. Francis is on it, and it's on the corner of Ewing. Uh, and no, it's on it's, uh, Main and Ewing, yes. Main and Ewing, yes. yes. Yes, I've been down there, but I just wanted to let people know that there are some remembrance of Dr. King yeah. in Fort Wayne right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. How new be. is the, what did you see, Pillars of Hope? Pillars when, of Hope. When was that one? It was this past summer. It was this past summer. Okay. I think it was the June time frame. Gotcha. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you want us or anyone watching to to take away? I mean, after these all of these years, what have you taken away? What is the most important piece of knowledge or wisdom that you have taken away by being a part of this club? Okay, well, one of the things is uh, we want the club to be relevant. We want it to grow, and we want to keep the interest up and generate more interest in our history. That's very important, and we don't want to forget that. And one of the main things, we want to appreciate the things that uh, Dr. King gave his life to achieve and he changed, he's probably one of the most prolific leaders uh, of this century. Uh, he was a very wise and intelligent man, and the speech that he made on the Lincoln Memorial was uh, changed the life of many African Americans. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask this question. So mm-hmm. if, you, if Dr. King was alive today, what do you think he would be most, I'll say disappointed in or most concerned about? Well, there has been a lot of progress uh, made, uh, but uh, over the last years it has slowed, uh, some because of political opposition and some because uh, we all have busy lives and not mm-hmm. interested in the things, or not have a knowledge of the things that, and the sacrifices that he made to uh, achieve the things that we have achieved. Some of us have made it. Some of us have not. And the one who has need to reach back and help the ones who have not. Amen. Amen. Right. I think the most beautiful thing um, when I, you know, was was learning is the fact that he wanted all people to be at peace. You know, yes. his, his not just his speech, but his actions. He wanted good for all people. He never said 
he wasn't selfish as far as race or anything goes. Even though black people during that were treated absolutely awful, yeah. he still said we need to love people. We need to love them even if they are our, our enemies. Yes. And during that time, that's massive for him to be able to speak with love. And I, I think that's something that a lot of people are lacking today. That's well, what I took. That's what I learned from, you know, well, studying one him. One of the things he wanted us to all remember the Constitution said when it said all men are created equal mm. and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Absolutely. So we're all different, but we're all the same. And if you treat me right, I'll treat you right. If you give me respect, I'll give you respect. That's, that's one of the things, and one of the main things that his focus was nonviolence. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yes. Right. And, and <clears throat> that's one of the things that saved the civil rights movement as opposed to the um, Black Panthers and, and that sort of thing. And to even um, fight violence with nonviolence. Yeah. And love. You wanted nonviolence. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us um, out. That kind of closes it out right there. Those, those were beautiful words. We do want to thank you for being with us okay. um, once again. And if we can be of any assistance to, you know, get the word out about the club to the youth and all people, let us know. We would be happy to do that. And before we head out, um, Clarence has a few words that he would like to share. Yes, <clears throat> we here at um, Neutral Voices Media Group and a family of um, our Neutral Voices would like to extend our condolences to a team member of ours, Miss um, Marsha Linsky's family. Um, we lost Marsha over the weekend. Uh, she was the host of our legal show um, on the level with Linsky. She will be missed here in our city mm-hmm. and in yes. our presence. So we just want to extend our condolences to the family of Miss Marsha Linsky. Mm-hmm. And as before we leave, we're going to toss it to E. What do we tell our people, E? Always protect your mind.